to C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. So I want to start with a picture, a prophetic picture that I believe God gave me back in April, April of this year. And what I saw is I saw water flowing out of people in cascading, rushing fountains. And this water was then moving, was rushing out of people onto floors and pushing open doors, pushing open front doors of homes. And then that water, that same water that had gushed out of people was flowing down upon to streets, upon to neighbourhood houses. It was permeating through ovals onto shopping centres, onto school grounds, onto park grounds. And this water was without Bounds. It was without end. And it moved in beauty and complexity, in glorious force and powerful rhythm. And it covered not only our homes and streets and communities, but it covered our city, it covered our nation, and then ironically covered the oceans to cover beyond. Now, let me be clear. This water that I saw was not sort of some Jumanji kind of esque tidal wave disaster sort of water. It was the most delicious, the most life giving water. And you see, this imagery I've like clung on to time and time again over the last six and seven months. And it's become for me like a promised word that what has felt like a barren landscape, what has felt like a barren landscape in our city, what has felt like a barren landscape to, to many people that I know well, what has appeared to be a barren landscape even globally in this crisis-driven plane of COVID that has covered our world, that God continued to show me and remind me that he in his sovereignty, he in his power, he in his glorious ability is indeed on the move. And so this is the scripture that encapsulates that imagery. It's a scripture that many pastors and leaders I'm hearing are referring to at this time, which is always a wonderful thing because it highlights that you are in tune with Holy Spirit. I want to read for it, from it, out of the passion today, and this is what encapsulates what I feel that I saw. Isaiah 43 verse 19. This is God speaking. I am doing something brand new. Something unheard of. Even now, it sprouts and grows and matures. Don't you perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness. I will make a way in the wilderness. I will open up flowing streams in the desert. I believe that God is opening up flowing streams in the desert wasteland of this global pandemic. Desert wastelands that have impacted us personally. Desert wastelands that have felt to be in our homes, our hearts, our cities, and our nations. And so this imagery that I have clung to and circled back to 
base there in that scripture. You've heard me already share out of it, right? Because my whole story is from the well, well, from, well with my soul preaches. That was all about that the water actually flowed out of the human form. <laughs> that the water, friends, flows out of us, right? That that water had made its home within us and it had made its home because we had and continue to dig wells to house it. Yes, that old chestnut again, that's where we are. You see, this 2020 year has been an opportunity for each and every one of us to pursue God greater, to develop our relationship further with him, to cast off any sense of consumer Christianity and rather seek God for ourselves. And our church and our team has had a mandate to resource you to dig, to go after God deeper and richer and wider by providing tools around the word and prayer and community. And you see, because we are digging for to house the water, the life-giving water. You see that metaphor about God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. In fact, all facets of the Trinity related to them being water. And new places require new wells. And part of our mandate, part of our call in this season, as we have felt to be in a most unrecognisable place, is to dig wells of water. And you see, but where I want to land in today, what I haven't yet shared out of, is the second part of that imagery. And this is encouraging us to see with new eyes or maybe fresh eyes that that water that we are making room for that water that we are digging wells in. It's not just designed for us. It's created to overflow. That the water is not just for us. And you see, if we circle back to that scripture in Genesis 26, where it talks about Isaac instructing his servants to dig wells. If we go further down there in the verses and land in verse 32 and 33, that after these servants have dug wells, they come to Isaac and they say, we've found water, they exclaim. And a little bit later on in the the verses, to this day, that town grew up there and is called Besheba, well of the oath. So that the water that they dug... The water that Isaac and his servants dug then became a signpost, a landmark, a defining title for the name of that town long after Isaac. The water that they accessed wasn't just for Isaac and his family. That The town that grew up there that was sustained by that water and that town is still known by that water. The water wasn't just for Isaac. And if we return to my oft-quoted favourite woman of the well in John, John 4, in verse 39, as she has had this encounter with Jesus, as she has drunk from this ultimate thirst quencher, Jesus, she leaves behind her water jar, the jar that was meant to house the water that she came for, and she goes back to her village And in verse 39, so there were many from that Samaritan village who became believers in Jesus 
because of the woman's testimony. (laughs) The water wasn't just for her. And so, friends, as we move into the back end of this year, as we try and reconcile 2020, as we kind of edge into whatever is this next place, I want to encourage you that the water that you have sourced, the water that you have dug, the water that you have found isn't just for you. You see, this is a moment... This is an opportunity for us to shift our focus, to move from digging to sharing, from moving from digging wells within to opening our hearts and lives outwards. It's time again, friends, to share the water, share the love, share the life we have. The water that we've dug isn't just for us. And you see, this is the way of Jesus, right? This is the way of Jesus. And you may have many times this year, I certainly know that I have gone, well, what do I do now? What's the next step? What sort of person, Lord, am I called to be in this season? How do I go about this amidst all of this complexity? But you see, the answer hasn't changed. The answer is still love. The answer is always love. Nothing has changed in that regard. You see in Mark 12, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes are trying to trip Jesus up. They're trying to prove themselves, get him to prove his knowledge and his intellect. Show us how great you are. Show Show us how much stuff you know. Show us how clever you are, Jesus. They're essentially trying to trip him up. Him make a good argument. But Jesus says, this is what it's all about. Don't worry about all of that. This is what we are called to be and to do. In Mark 12, 30, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, that is all your life, with all your mind, that is your thought and understanding, and with all your strength. And this is the second, you shall unselfishly catch that unselfishly love your neighbor as yourselves there is no other commandment greater than these you see so who we are called to be friends what we are supposed to do has not changed this is us this is us those who live in love and those who share that love that is us It's a command that's repeated eight times in the scriptures. And you see, I believe this is now us aligning and realigning. And and I know many of you are already totally on board and we are so grateful for that. But but I believe I have a mandate this morning to help re-shift gears, reset some of us to come back into that alignment. The life-giving light-bringing, love-doing, hope-bearing love. We've been drawing from and we have been digging down in this season is all over us. It is all over you, friends. I can see it on you. It is flowing out of you. And that love, as Jesus just commands there, that love is for our neighbour. And that neighbour is the one right next door, but it's also the one down the street. 
It's also the one across the city. It's also the one over the other side of the world. It's also the other one. All those that need that love-shaped whole field are our neighbours. Because so many, so many are trying to fill, fill that well, fill that love-shaped hole with all dirty and murky and limited water. And you see, what I find empowering about this is that when we can talk about evangelism and plus one and we can use all that sort of language and we can immediately dismiss it because we can think of it as an exchange in information. We can go, I'm not smart enough. I'm not clever enough. I don't know the Bible well enough. I don't have the right information. And we can dismiss that that is part of our call. But let me just call it out right now. The world right now does not need any more information. They are bombarded with information. We are bombarded with clever words and emphatic arguments and and crafted rebuttals. What they need, what they're craving, what our neighbour desires, what they are looking for in relationships and babies and justice and money in all sorts of places, what they need, friends, is love. A love, a love that we have been given. And so the command Jesus is saying there, be reckless with what you have seen. Be reckless in giving away what you have tasted. Be reckless in giving away what you have found. And you see, in this COVID season, I've, I've kind of looked at my social media and I've gone, oh, I need to say something clever and profound. And I've got a lot of friends who are non-Christian who follow what I do. And I've sort of sat there and gone, I need to be, you know, theologically rich or psychologically relevant and post something. Hey? <laughs> I didn't hear. I didn't. But the posts that I did do that by far got the most traction were just little doses of love. It was me looking through the screen and saying, you've got this. You're awesome. Be brave. I see you. I encourage you. And I, and I had a number of people reach out into my DMs and say, non-Christians, I just want to thank you for your words. There's so much going on at the moment, so much coming from every angle. I can see you keeping the peace. Keeping the peace? That's not me, friends. That's the water dripping off me, coming through the screen, the water of life-giving, peace-bearing that I have access to. That is what I'm sharing. Another non-Christian friend said to me, I love this soothing that you are providing to the backdrop of all the noise. You see, this love, this love we have the great pleasure, privilege, honour of knowing The love that we have accepted for ourselves. The love that we have dug and continued to dig into. When we allow, when we intentionalise it, when we unselfishly share it, I believe it will pour out of us like a wave to weary and thirsty souls. And so go beyond. Yes, I am linking these two together. 
go beyond is who we are. (laughs) It's always been who we are. It's been a headline of this church for the last 40 years. And you see, Go Beyond isn't just a cute little program or a once a year event. Go Beyond is putting legs on the mission of sharing what we have. It's loving others as ourselves. Go Beyond is us running to the back to the Samaritan village with Jesus dripping off us so others can taste and see that he is good. Go Beyond is a well that was dug by those who went before us and is still by the name by which we are known. Go Beyond is an opportunity to share love, to show love, to do love, to be tangible and practical in our praying with intent, our going with purpose, and our giving with faith. The water isn't just for us. So what do we do about that today? Well, Dr. Jamie Eaton, she describes the facets of a crisis. And towards the back end of a crisis, she talks about moving from the disillusionment phase to the reconstruction phase. And many of us right now are not through. And many of, I know many of us know many who are not through in any way this crisis. But the interesting thing about the reconstruction phase is that you are given a choice. Given a choice about who to be amidst the crisis. The reconstruction phase is an opportunity to decide who you will be moving forward, acknowledging where you have come from but where you want to go. Kerry Newhoff, leading leadership expert, he says that as we move into such phases of reconstruction, he says deciding what you want to be known for is the first step is the first step in the right direction. He goes on to say, because it's easier to know what you're against. And friends, the church knows a lot about what we're against. It's much harder to decide what you're for, but that's where all the value is. Being for something, though, he says, will actually require something of you. Some effort, some principles, some sacrifice. See, here's what I know, what I want to be known for and what I believe God wants us to be known for as a community. I want to be known as one who gives love away. I want to be known as one who lives not just inward but outward. I want to be known as one who not just lives but shares. I want to be one that loves God with all richness and depth Empowered by Holy Spirit, I can, but then recklessly give love away. This is my mandate. This is our mandate. And yes, of course, there are many loves, ways we can give love away. There are many practical things we can do so that this life-giving water touches all around us. It looks like kindness and good deeds and compassion. It looks like encouraging words and continual smiles. It looks like meals and hospitality and prayer. But you see, one of the things, one of the privileges we have, and we've already heard this this morning, is that we get to partner together. 
We get to be together so that our go beyond love share wave can be lengthened and broadened and deepened. The reach of our love can do far more than on our own so that we can move far just beyond impacting the ones and twos. But it can be a gushing stream in the western desert of the Pilbara. It can be waves of life reaching across Bali and Mumbai and into northeast Portland. That's why we do go beyond. And so friends, today, right now, is an opportunity in this reconstruction phase to define who you are. Who are you going to be? What are you for? Many of you are already in. Many of you are living this with passion and focus and intent. But I know for some of you, this today needs to be a line in the sand moment to say, yes, I'm all in. I'm part of a church. I'm part of a people who love the Lord their God with all their heart. And I'm part of a church and a people who will love their neighbour as themselves. Thanks so much for joining us here on our podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c3hh.com.au.